0: Everybody. Welcome back to the Speak Up Erica podcast. I'm your host Erica, and this podcast talks about topics that we're afraid to speak up about but should. Um, my guest today is Caroline. Hey, Carol. Hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing yeah.
1: good. It's yeah. Friday.
0: So. I know. Yeah, we're recording this on a Friday. It's going to go out on Tuesday, but it is Friday. Good Friday. <laughs> Good Friday. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> usually for Good Friday, my grandparents would tell me that I can't go on any electronics for the whole day. Ooh. Yeah, so I literally, I would usually be lying in bed all day doing nothing <laughs> or reading a book or watching like Passion of Christ.
1: Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing the electronics thing?
0: I did it till I was probably in high school. Like I wasn't, when I used to live in Milton with them, I wasn't allowed to like really do anything on Good Friday.
1: Nice. Yeah,
0: Yeah, but things are different. Yeah, now we're just working. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Sorry, I digress. But Carol, before we start into our episode for today, could you give an introduction about yourself?
1: Yes, um, so I'm Caroline, um, also known as Baby. Baby is my artist name that uh, I created. Um, so I'm an artist, a painter, um, and I also consider myself as a creative. Um, I do that part time, and um, with my other part time work, I'm a piano teacher.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: that's what I do. Um in terms of working. <laughs> yeah, yeah I you. guess
0: yeah. <laughs> we'll start from there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, Carol. Um, and for those of you who don't know um, or have never seen my Instagram page before, or I guess even my book, um, Caroline has been with me throughout the whole process, which <laughs> is so crazy to think about and saying it out loud now. So I wrote the book in 2018, and and asked Caroline if um she would want to include her illustrations in the book. For anyone who's ever read it, those illustrations are by Caroline. And then, sorry, she sent me more illustrations, and those are the ones that I put all over Instagram. So yeah, now we're full circle. We're doing a podcast episode together, which is awesome. I know
1: it's it's cool. Honestly, those drawings that I did at the time, I just drew them and they didn't really mean anything to me but like what you've turned uh speak up into the the podcast and your book it's like now even though they're just flowers they 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 seem so much more meaningful um so when when I see that you're posting them I'm like oh just the flowers but I'm (laughs) like wow they they mean so much to like Erica so
0: yeah I even got it tatted on me
1: yeah, yeah like you've <laughs> turned know. it into something so special yeah that's so sick like yeah. that's like freaking cool yeah
0: oh man what a what a journey that we've mm-hmm. been. um before we get started into the episode I wanted to ask Caroline some fun questions so I'm gonna ask the first one would you rather un- be uncontrollably crying or uncontrollably laughing for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's a really random one. I
1: would rather be uncon- uncontrollably laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm laughing all the time, so true. this is this is in my um, comfort zone.
0: That's true. Yeah, we're always laughing together um, <laughs> um la- Uh. last question would you rather not brush your teeth or not brush your hair
1: oh god <laughs> um, that's disgusting I know both are so <laughs> nasty um okay definitely um I would rather I want to say this right I don't want to say the wrong one <laughs>
0: it's like no wrong one though um <laughs>
1: well in my books um I would I would rather choose to not brush my hair
0: I'd probably choose the Um, same
1: yeah I sometimes I don't brush my hair and it looks better so
0: Mm, interesting yeah it's better messy yeah asking you these questions reminds me of the episode from Zoe 101 I don't know if you remember when Dustin and Zoe were asking each other like the would you rather questions yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you rather lick um peanut butter off a hobo's foot? <laughs> <laughs> or something. I don't remember what the other one was, but I
1: love how you remember the exact question. Yeah. Yeah. I remember hearing that.
0: Yeah. I just remember because it was so disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so yes, our topic for today. We're gonna um chat about what it's like being a creative and working from home. And then, like, all the burnout part and how we see ourselves in the future as well. Um, I think my first question to kick us off, when did you first realize your love for art and music?
1: So, I had been doing it uh, prior to the realization. Um, I had always been creative as a kid. Um, Even since, like, the early age of, like, four and five, I was coloring, drawing. I even with my early childhood friend, like we would make videos, like (laughs) with video cameras and we're like six and seven. Um, So I was always creating, but it wasn't until uh, I would say around the ages of 11 to 13. I started uh, realizing that um, this is something I want to spend most of my time doing. Um, other than being a kid and going to school or hanging out with friends and family. I was like, this is all my time. Um, mm-hmm. This is what I want to dedicate it to. So um, I started painting. Uh, well, keep in mind, I, I was always drawing and doing art. Um, but when I started painting it, it completely changed my world. It just, it was just the next level, the next step. So I started doing that at the age of uh, I would say 14 Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then music we had like a Casio keyboard at my house that was that was a very 90s thing you know just to have a random Casio somewhere (laughs) I would just fiddle on that and I would like create little songs or um, play Disney songs I started piano when I was 11 years old Mm -hmm. I started taking lessons yeah
0: Yeah, I feel like we started taking piano lessons around the same time, too. Yeah, um, we used to talk about piano all the time together. (laughs) And it's, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you
1: know, um, this morning I was preparing just for the podcast. I'm like, okay, I'm going to talk to Erica. But one of the thoughts I had is I remember, like, keep in mind, Erica and I have known each other for a very long time. We used to carpool to school together in like grade Five, I think that maybe yeah. that started we
0: met at, in grade four so we were eight yeah. years old when we met
1: yeah. right yeah. And, um, I used to get dropped off to your house and I remember you like played something, sorry, I used to get dropped off to your house so that we would go to school together in the morning. Yeah. And I remember, um, I would just sit and wait for you guys. Cause I would get there earlier. You guys are still having breakfast and, um, you played something on the piano oh and you were God.
0: like
1: really good.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> I just
1: remember yeah. being like, wow.
0: <laughs> really? That's so funny. I yeah. would reminiscing about my relationship with piano and that i i feel like because i don't know if it was from the episode that i did with edlin about being asian and i feel like being growing up as like asian you have to play piano i don't know if that's like a thing or not but it's like a common thing that parents want their kids to do so i feel like i I was never good or never practiced because I kept ignoring it. Like I was like, Ugh, I don't want to do piano, but I guess I'll do it. Cause yeah. Yeah. Like it felt like a chore to me. So that's funny that you said I was good because I didn't, I don't know. I didn't think I was a good piano player at all. <laughs> <laughs> and when, then when I saw you play and I was like, oh shit, like she's, she's a natural, like she got this um but yeah that's hilarious <laughs> I wouldn't say
1: natural I have to work my butt off to play yeah. something but thank you thank
0: you <laughs> so Caroline I know before your Instagram name was art by Carol and then you transitioned and rebranded to baby art can you share a little bit about that and like your why that you transitioned uh yeah I think it's because I, well,
1: a lot of things, but I, I, uh, my, my Instagram account, uh, for my business, it's strictly just business. So I follow uh, a few amount of people and the, the, some of the people that I follow are other creatives, other artists. And, um, I know that they're more memorable when they have like a quirky or specific name. Like mm-hmm. I, I like that, so I didn't want to stay as art by Caro.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: just wanted uh, to differentiate, differentiate myself. Yes, Sorry. yeah, complicated word um, <laughs> from the rest of the crowd. Um, so yeah, baby, um, I created the, the name of it. Um, it's basically a combination of two things. So um, I wanted a word to describe my art. Um, I thought vibe my art has a certain vibe to it Mm -hmm. whatever that may be so I took the V from that word and then um, the other thing is my um, just remembering my mom who passed away Um, her family nickname was baby because she was the baby in her entire family she was the youngest out of 10 yeah. uh 10 siblings <laughs> and uh yeah I just wanted to keep her close with me I I wish she was here to ex- see where I've what I've become I guess yeah. um so I wanted to keep her name close with me so I combined it two: V plus baby equals baby, baby.
0: <laughs> I love it that's amazing thank you So yeah, Caroline, I I guess sometimes people see doing art and doing music as more of just a hobby rather than a career, I guess you could say. How was it like going into university and taking um, the arts? Was there any backlash, I guess, for you doing that?
1: I would say artists do deal with backlash. There's a misconception within, I would say, all ages that making like doing um the arts as a career there's always going to be this downside it's not stable so that does come with the position of having these jobs that's always going to be there because art is it's almost like a luxury um people pay to have that luxury but others find oh i don't really need art i can get by without it Mm -hmm. um but that's not always true. Like, people do love the arts. It, you know, makes us feel good and whatnot. Um, we enjoy it for our own experiences. Um, I'm gonna go back to your question though. My mom raised me and she was really smart. So I, I feel like I'm always learning stuff about her. And I noticed that when I started taking piano lessons, she was very serious about it. She was like, you need to continue doing this. You need to practice. Um, Because I did go through the phase where I didn't want to practice anymore. Not that I wanted to quit piano, but to learn an instrument, you got to spend a lot of time with it. I think she realized, maybe she realized that I am probably going to do this for a long time. And um, she also sees me drawing. So she probably noticed that I'm excelling at the arts, and I can't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot waste any time taking a break from it. I need to be active with it throughout my youth. Right. Um, so that was always a, a priority. It's so weird when we're children or kids, like children or teens, like whatever we're doing, it it flows with us into adulthood.
0: So crazy.
1: And now here I am, um, I've made it my priority. I do both as a job. So yeah, yeah I, think it, I think it was her uh, mostly, just the strictness and the mm-hmm. discipline. And I know like sometimes being so, being very strict as a parent, it's it's not the most fun thing for a child, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, sometimes the parent is doing the what they think is best for their own child.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. That's so true. That's awesome. I feel like sometimes some parents, they see like, oh, wow, they're a really, really good soccer player. So they're like, let's take soccer seriously. Like maybe it can be a thing. And I feel like that's kind of what it's reminding me of. Um, as your mom seeing you grow up, she's like, whoa, she's really good at this. Like, let's let's like do the most and see how she can take it into a career like she was planning ahead of your future for you that like when we're working and doing like a theory and piano and stuff we're like (laughs) groaning about it but then we don't really think about our future in that same way as kids yeah Yeah, that's that's very true so now that you're doing arts and music as um, a job how has it changed since you've switched to just working from home and like Um, I guess, what were you doing before and then what are you doing now and how, how different is that for you? (laughs) Uh, So, (laughs)
1: um, believe it or not, not much has changed. If anything has happened, it's been better.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have to say though, the working from home, I am extremely grateful for the home that I have to be able to work. Um, without the home that I'm living in, I wouldn't be able to do the things that I'm doing. So um, I'm just glad that I have a safe space and it allows me to create. Um, I have my art studio within my home. I have just enough space to get work done. And then I also um, teach lessons online virtually. And yeah, I have a piano here. So I'm, I'm able to do everything from home the transition um it it was a lot of work in terms of teaching music I work for a music school within Milton and I I also have my private students that I teach they're from Oakville but um the transition wasn't too bad it was it was a lot of work though I I I got really good at emailing because you need to communicate with families and stuff. So now I'm just cool with emailing. Emailing used to give me mad anxiety before.
0: We talked about <laughs> that before.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it still gives me anxiety. But um yeah, I'm I'm grateful. The the students have adapted to being online. Mm-hmm. And then um making art from home. I'll give you a little insight. This is something I do not really tell people, but I actually had um the idea way before the pandemic that um maybe I could try moving to LA. I have I remember, yeah. Yeah, I got I got my my cousins there yeah. um moving to LA and like starting out as an artist there. It's, I'm laughing because it's like, no oh. yeah. <laughs> um so I wanted to do that and um I I don't want to do that anymore a lot has oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> a lot has uh happened in my life where a lot of changes have happened and um I'm content with where I am but mm-hmm. I've learned that being um an artist and the way I'm doing it all what I really need is a studio I need equipment and mm-hmm. wi-fi Mm -hmm. i just need to do it online and it works so i didn't have to move so far away i could just do everything online
0: yeah that's so true and it's funny because i remember so caroline and i we went to la together with our other friend danielle and i remember you being like no like this is it i want to go to la kind (laughs) of thing and this was a while ago if you if you think about it but um it's funny because being virtually you're able to connect with people that are in LA and able to get your work out in different places of the world so it's like even not just LA like New York maybe or I don't know wherever other continents I'm so bad at geography but yeah it's it's so cool how you can expand your work now virtually as a creative yeah
1: yeah and I I think the the world is adapting to creatives being accessible online mm-hmm. like people want to see creatives and you just find them online
0: yeah it's so their true. work
1: has to be accessible
0: mm-hmm. do you find that teaching your kids online their attention it's hard to get their attention or it's this exact same as if it was in class it is not
1: exactly the same yeah. um teaching online is it's a lot of work. Um, I, I find that let's say I will teach for like five hours straight.
0: Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have
1: a break cause I, I just want to get it over and done with, and I'm already in the flow of it. Yeah. Um, after I do five hours of teaching online, I re- really, what it feels like is like, I worked an eight hour day because, um, being online, it's, it's just, it's just a different flow it's, it's difficult for the kids sometimes. Sometimes kids are not really about looking at a screen and talking to someone, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're still in their early stages of like developing social skills. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've had, I've had, I've noticed some kids struggle as well with online. The advice I would give when communicating with someone is try to just be as authentic as you can don't don't try to put up a front or like um, a stage performance Mm. oh I'm I'm going to present it this way Uh, because it it doesn't get received that well if you're not really um, taking in how the other person is uh, feeling or receiving the information Mm
0: -hmm. that's so true Um, because we're doing everything online like before the pandemic, we were used to not being on the screens all the time. How do you deal with screen fatigue? And I know that this, this was something that we were talking about, kind of before this too. Do you do you get an experience that?
1: Yeah, I do. I experience it often when teaching. But like, uh, I don't know, I, I just, it's something I just kind of brush off. Maybe that's not such a good thing. Like, don't ask me for advice <laughs> but um um so I just try to stay focused when working I've, I've been teaching for about seven years so I'm I'm used to it at this point but um, usually after I teach um sometimes I still got work to do I gotta I gotta type up the students homework I gotta send some emails so I try to separate that I push that off and then I'll I'll watch a show like I just need to do like something that's like no stress on my brain like Mm I really just need that brain break (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I know you said that you have your own studio at home and you have your own space to play piano and do your work do you find that it's hard to separate um, or find that home work-life balance I know like before you were doing all your artwork in your room in Milton and it must've been so hard. Like your room was pretty small too. So it's like to find, <laughs> you, you said you would um, like paint on your bed and stuff. Could So yeah, I guess like, can you share more about your work life balance at, being at home and finding that the division of space?
1: This is a great question <laughs> because this is a question that I'm constantly experiencing. Um, uh, being an artist and also working from home, it's kind of a new experience for me um, living in my own space. So I've been living on my own for um, about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A year and a half now. Um, okay, this is tough because I, oh my God, the thing is about, no, maybe it's just me, I don't know, maybe other artists can relate or other creatives. I never stop working hmm. I just don't. And it's not good. <laughs> now keep in mind, I, I don't think I could ever do the nine to five uh job. I admire people who do those, that type of work, because that's that's long hours and it's um, scheduled, it's consistent. The way I work, it's it's like I could do consistent work for three hours and then push it <laughs> six hours later, and then I end up doing five hours. Um, the thing is, I I just never stop working because I am so focused on challenging myself. Um, I want to grow. Uh, I want to I want to see what I'm capable of. Um, so I've noticed that even my social life has changed. Well also because of the pandemic that's that's also part of it yeah but um yeah I just I don't really stop working it and it's tough because sometimes I reach it I reach kind of like the burnout stage and I'm like I need to stop like Mm -hmm. I, I usually realize the burnout stage not while it's building but when it just boom it happens
0: Mm -hmm, yeah I guess that kind of leads to my next question because I know we wanted to talk about creative burnout too um yeah I, I guess like how do you when when you experience that boom like I'm burnt out what do you usually do and what kind of like I guess emotions that happen and um yeah if you don't mind sharing what do you go through um,
1: so it's something I still experience and I'm still mm-hmm. learning to deal with it. But I have tried different methods and some have them like they do work. So if there's anything that uh can help someone else, uh, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um so for for aiding a creative burnout, um, usually I feel like crap. I feel so guilty. That's like one of the main emotions I think creatives feel. They always feel guilty for some reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Like they're not doing enough.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just like a battle with yourself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's like, not like people are like, oh, why didn't you create more art today or something? It's just you telling yourself that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Like, it's like we choose to put ourselves in this position. It's not like someone's like, hey, are you coming to this event? Hey, are you replying to this? Hey, are you... Do-? It's 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 things we've brought upon ourselves because yeah. we choose this life,
0: Yeah, right? yeah.
1: Yeah, we just... I guess that's where the guilt comes from. Um, but yeah, I just... I feel like crap. And then I'm always like, I need to create. I need to be happy. I need to be loving my work. But it doesn't always feel like that. Sometimes it feels like shit mm-hmm. <laughs> um so when dealing with that so usually in those stages I already feel like crap I'm just struggling at that point mm-hmm. um I I like I need to mentally talk to myself because uh sometimes I don't get it so sometimes I'll literally just this <laughs> sounds so weird but I'll literally be like Caroline you're gonna be okay right now you're in a funk you need to snap out of it and this mm-hmm. is what we're gonna do
0: mm-hmm. mm. I don't think that's weird at all I think like some people um like deal with the burnout and stress in different ways in some ways it's writing in some ways it's like shopping which isn't the best But I was also talking to my friend and she's like, yeah, I'm not really a journaling person. Like I need to talk it out. And then I was suggesting, oh, maybe you can do voice notes to yourself because that's just how people process it differently. And that's exactly what not the voice note part, but you're just talking to yourself out loud. Right. So I think that's a really cool way to like handle it.
1: Wow. I'm glad I'm not the only one.
0: it's the same way as like oh people are more visual or people are more data driven like they see they understand things in a different light I guess you could say or deal with things in a different light so mm-hmm. that's just how you're doing it right yeah yeah not weird at all I
1: would I would say though for maintaining um, at least uh, the the good, parts of being a creative, like just maintaining my sanity. Um, I have, I, I, I learned something about myself is that I have to be doing something physical. Mm. Um, I think I just in general, I'm a person like I, I used to be very shy. So all of these thoughts are just always running through my head. You know, I'm not, I'm not being very vocal, so I'm still a shy kid at heart. Um, but, uh, yeah i would just always be having these voices in my head so my head is always about to explode so um what i do is i'll take a break from uh work even though i said i always work i i I try to manage to fit in some time with um hanging out with friends family um i have i have to exercise i think exercise it just does wonders because um, your body is trying to, uh, I guess, take control. Like, you, you can't be like worrying about something and you're like in this weird position trying to fight resistance, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, um, and oh, I also love cooking.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Cooking's very therapeutic for me.
0: I know I've heard the term uh, like music therapy and art therapy. And since like, that's what you do as work, do you consider your work as part of like a therapy thing or no?
1: I think so, yeah. I think that this goes um, along with what I was saying. Like my brain is just always uh, just thinking thoughts and just talking to myself all the time. Like, oh, I have to do this, I have to do that. So when I do art, um, especially art uh, compared to music, when I create art, it's it. I do receive that break. Mm-hmm. Um, I focus on something for like five hours, three hours. Um, it just feels so good. My mind feels free. But I'm also doing something productive at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. With, of course, like the pandemic is right now. And we just put, got put into another 28-day lockdown. Um, I I think um a lot of people who are dealing with stress and anxiety they all of their outlets have been kind of taken away like usually we're so used to seeing friends and going out and traveling and doing things that now we're restricted to and me and you we always well for the past year and a bit now all we've seen all all we've done when we hung out with each other is hang out virtually so I guess do you have tips for yourself with like the whole um just being a creative in general and also dealing with mental health and being a creative during this time yeah um first of all I have to say
1: it's just so it's so tough for many people um everyone is battling it even though it may look good online it's not um we all have our own uh journeys that we're on we all have our own story that we're just you know trying to get through um yeah yeah <laughs> um so I don't know like okay my tips I don't maybe it might resonate with some people maybe not but um I would say that Since the pandemic has happened, I noticed that people spend a lot of energy in conversation with others. They just dwell on the pandemic and its negative effects. And there's so much energy put towards that conversation that then we have no more energy to say what we're going to do about it or Mm. what difference can we make, even though this is happening
0: hmm that's true
1: um I would say that for artists I think the ones who do keep creating uh we're not so much really dwelling on what's happening um I think it's a step forward We're we're kind of pushing through it mm-hmm. um so I would just say let's not dwell too much on what's happening, you know. Take a break from the news, six buzz, social media, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, like, what, what really matters here? It's you and you're you know, you're still alive. You're, you're capable of so much. Try to separate yourself from um, society and its, its all the, all the drama.
0: hmm Yeah, that's that's great advice, Carol. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I definitely agree. I feel like whenever people are meeting up virtually and doing like, oh, let's play games and stuff, sometimes all we like we always start off by talking about the pandemic or like, oh pandemic, pandemic. Like every, every single conversation it's always about this topic. And um like as a server before as like working in customer service before, the small talk would always be the weather. But now the small talk is always the pandemic. So it's, it's, uh, that's really good advice to like separate ourselves from that and focus on what's really important.
1: Yeah. Just, uh-huh. just to do it. Um, I mean, we're still going to have those conversations. I still talk about the pandemic. It's our yeah, life.
0: For like, sure. We're
1: literally sure. just living in it. But, um, if we could just grab that moment of, being with a person or just being with yourself and you're like wow this had nothing to do with the pandemic or the the feelings that everyone is feeling it was just i was in this moment doing this thing and it happened
0: mhm mhm yeah
1: yeah so other tips for creatives um i'm going to talk about something there is a demand for putting it on social media okay Yeah, this is kind of this is kind of a touchy topic for some, in the sense that I know there are artists out there. I have friends, like musicians, who are just like, why do I have to subject myself to put everything online? Why does it have to be this way? Because not everyone's art form can be received online. Some of this stuff is like an experience; Um, it has to be in person. So the struggle is real. What I would say is, if you really want your art to be received by many people, I would encourage you. Yes, go online, um, put yourself out there on different uh, platforms, and you will receive. I guess what you're looking for, like whatever you want out of it, um, it's it's a great place to get that audience because they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but for others who don't look at social media um, as a way of expressing themselves and putting their work on there, um, you don't have to. I know other artists who or creatives who don't put their work on social media and they're still successful.
0: Hmm. How do they I, get their success, I guess, if it's not on social media? Um,
1: I th- I'm not exactly sure, but I think it was uh, prior to the pandemic that they were um, doing everything in person, showing up to this event, that event, and participating, and maybe they already have their, what is it, their foot in the door, sort mm-hmm. of, like, they're already in the community. Right, yeah. Um, so that was prior to the pandemic, but it's still possible.
0: Mm-hmm would you say that if you're not hitting social media and I guess that artist that you're talking about who's excelling without putting themselves on social media the way they're excelling is because of networking and that they found an audience that can connect with their work
1: yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah. it's it's possible. Yeah. Um, and also just being real as a person, like, uh, mm-hmm. let's say you're not on social media, but you already have these network of people. Um, people are going to gravitate to you for who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't, you yeah, you don't have to like go on social media. And you're like, oh, now I got to do all this stuff. Yeah. No, there's a, other means and ways. Social media is always changing it is not gonna stay the same so if you're a creative out there um keep creating and don't feel like you have to follow society's norms and subject yourself to something that you're not comfortable doing Mm -hmm. um I would say just keep creating and even just create for yourself
0: yeah I feel like that's with a lot of um, other creatives that I talk to they have a hard time creating for themselves, especially for social media, because they feel like they have to create certain things that people in their audience will like, not exactly what they like. If that makes sense.
1: Oh yeah, I right. I I am a subject of that. I <laughs> have experienced that. It's so weird. Um, again, these platforms. When you get into them, when you really want to like see the numbers grow, you want to you want to get feedback. Um, you do have to alter the way you create your work and present uh, your content. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. It just
1: comes with it. Like, it's just part of the package. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess my final tip is Mm -hmm. also to build confidence in yourself. Um, This is something that takes years and years. It, um as artists we always feel we're like a little humble people some of us um (laughs) yeah some some artists are like yeah look at my work it's the best (laughs) like you could totally get that vibe from some people and you're just like yikes yeah um (laughs) like they already have the confidence but then they got to work on how to be humble
0: yeah yeah that's so funny
1: (laughs) But I, yeah, I would say, um, um, what has gotten me so far is building my confidence because I was always a shy kid and that, that is my mental struggle. Um, like not being able to speak. And I'm in the arts, like I do music, I do art, I even did like acting when I was a kid. And I literally had like no lines, I had like one line, and I was even too shy to say it. Um, so I've just been on this path of building confidence, getting your voice out there. Um, finding out what your voice is, it's it, it doesn't happen, like, instantly. It takes mm-hmm. time, um, and you just get to know yourself a bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome advice, too. Thank you, Carol. I think people will definitely be able to resonate with, some, with the tips in some type of way. Yeah, thank you so much, Caroline, for that advice. I think that even if you're not a creative, that it can resonate with people who are doing the nine-to-five and still can't find their voice or you know um other people who are not in the arts it can still help them in some way um yeah my last question for you before we end off is how do you see yourself as a creative in the future and your work
1: um i guess like i it's not that i have like these big dreams to to make it off and have a big hit um <laughs> i, I the future I see is just what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, I, I love what I do. Um, it makes me so happy. Although there's so many struggles that come along with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I, I would love to spend more time working on art, um, seeing that, seeing where that can take off mm-hmm. um, in terms of selling my work and making different merch or uh, prints that are accessible, uh, to people more in a convenient way. Um, -hmm. right now I just paint, uh, acrylic on canvases. So just trying to broaden my horizons, um, with art. I don't know. I just kind of go with the flow. I know where I am now in 10 years, it might be different. So we'll Mm -hmm.
0: see. Maybe we'll see you in LA.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah that, that'd be freaking cool <laughs>
0: Yeah, awesome thank you so much Caroline um I'm so happy we got to do this episode together um and talk about being a creative I feel like so Caroline and I we actually meet with each other once a month and we talk about marketing and just like how we can grow as people and stuff so it's it's so funny to see how we were as kids to see how crazy we were as teenagers and then like toning it down and talking business shit like as, as yeah. adults like our journey together um I'm happy we got we, to like do this we, oh sorry
1: we oh. have literally grown like Erica would you consider yourself a shy kid
0: yeah. I, yeah I was so shy as a kid too and maybe that's why we were friends yeah, no,
1: literally, we were so shy. Like, we're comfortable in our inner our circle. Yes. But yeah. um, it's just so cool. Like, being a creative, it really forces you to put yourself out there. And I think that's the best thing we can get from it. Like, just being such an introverted person.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
1: there's so many benefits to it.
0: Yeah, we were, yeah, we are definitely shy to the outside world or people who don't really know us but with like in our circle definitely we're like crazy, crazy. yeah it's so funny like people cannot tolerate us sort yeah of thing. yeah we did some crazy stuff <laughs> oh gosh um yeah I'm like thinking about everything we went through together but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um could you share with us how we can support you and your work
1: yeah okay so you know I'm on the gram I'm on Instagram if you guys don't go on Instagram um I'm there I (laughs) spend a lot of time on there um uh you can follow me at baby.art and that's spelled V-A-Y-B-E, and then Mm -hmm. just dot art um if anyone has any like Questions, or they need some help. Like, I do spend a lot of time messaging every single person. I try to do that as best as I can. Um, if you need advice or a second opinion on something, mm-hmm. like, I want to be there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll try my best to do that. And then, um, right now, my website is in the work, it's launching very soon, but that is that yeah (laughs) yay finally girl after so many freaking months um that website uh link it's just going to be baby.ca
0: awesome yeah um these things take time you know like to produce good work so yeah it doesn't matter if it takes you months to do (laughs) It's like it's brewing it's brewing yeah Thank you, Caroline, for sharing um, your artwork. So you can follow Caroline at baby.art on Instagram. And um, if you're having trouble finding her, she's tagged all over my Instagram as well at Speak Up Erica. So all of the artwork is hers um, on my page too. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much, Caroline, for being part of this episode and sharing your insights with us as a creative and just like working from home in the struggle. Um, it's been hard, but I think it's really helpful to see your perspective on how you're doing your business. And yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you uh, so much for having me and this opportunity. Um, it's it's not easy for everyone being a creative and working from home, um, mm-hmm. or just being just being you, like times are tough now. Um, mm-hmm. I hope this stuff resonates with some people um in some way or form um and also shout out to erica speak up and the the podcast the book um it's just i love it i love what you're doing here you've grown so much as a person that's freaking cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) thanks caroline
1: um i'm gonna be with you on the way so um yeah i i really love that you're doing this it's um it's not easy for uh, i i guess our circle of people people our age to to be openly talking about this sometimes we forget to talk about you know our well-being
0: mhm i know so. we get caught up in like i guess the rat race or you know get caught up on social media because that's like we're all stuck online now yeah yeah
1: yeah it's, Caroline. yeah no worries you're yeah. you're doing something very special so I I'm proud to have you as my friend doing
0: that oh my gosh I'm gonna cry in this episode <laughs> okay before we start crying thank you again Caroline thank you to everyone who has listened um and see you in the next episode bye bye <laughs>